What is up, family? Y'all know what it is. Oh, 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 oh. No, you did drop it. No, you did drop it. You did drop it. Okay, look, y'all. It's a speak. Y'all know what it is. We had a huge weekend of football, but I really am most excited for this game. Baltimore Ravens versus the Cleveland Browns because there's a storyline that is hidden that we got to bring to your attention, and it's low-key wild. Think about the Ravens. You know who they're led by. Lamar Action Jackson uh. of his famous career this year. He has the highest completion percentage of any quarterback in the National Football League. 71.5%. See, that's great, but here's the problem. Here is the problem, and I gotta warn y'all of it. The Cleveland Browns, they're playing some of the best football of any team in football, defensively particularly. Y'all realize they got the number one total defense in football, meaning they give up the fewest yards of any team in ball. But more importantly, they pitched a shutout last week. You know how hard it is to pitch a shutout in the National Football League? Only three shutouts all season out of 136 games. Unstoppable force, Lamar Jackson. Immovable object, Brown defense. But something, something, something's got to give. Shady, I don't know what that something's going to be, but I hope you can educate me, big dog. Incomplete. I hope incomplete. you can educate me, big dog. It was a kick return. It can't be incomplete. No, 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 no. It was a pass. <laughs> it was a kick return. Incomplete. 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 A kick return can't be incomplete. I don't know, Willa. He dropped it. You ain't catch it. I fumbled it. Okay, that's not we'll, we'll, say, we'll say that. You we'll should know that. a thing or two about fumbling. Like, oh, why wow. are we starting? I was like, this is too hostile for uh, sure. Don't be hostile, because I, I never really fumble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Gotta try to teach you over here. Nah. You yeah. didn't fumble? Nah, man. Oh, I had a couple fumbles here and there. Nah, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, well you already know right. I don't fumble, so let's, let's, let's start the yeah. show. Far end, you got TJ. To TJ's right, TJ Hushman's out of 12 year NFL vet wide receiver. You already know what it is. Hey. Who is right? The brilliant Joy Taylor and then Eagles all time rushing leader, LaShawn, Shady, McCoy. Gentlemen, I didn't see you. I didn't see you. You, you had a day off. Shady, I was here yesterday. What day was the day off? Here yesterday. What day okay. was the... Can we focus on the show? All right, Shady, Lamar Jackson, highest completion percentage in the National Football League. Baltimore Ravens offense, they have been rolling, but the Cleveland Browns defense are coming off a shutout. They more are. importantly, number one total defense. Number two, if I'm not mistaken, as far as points allowed. Do you have more belief in Lamar Jackson or the Ravens defense led by Miles Garrett, defensive player of the year, brought Pekana? TJ, I, I love Miles Garrett. I really do. But I'm going with Action Jackson, Joy. I got to. I mean, since they've been rolling on this winning streak, they're averaging 33 points a game. You know how hard that is, right? Winning streak is one thing, but they're averaging 33 points and the winning streaks is crazy. Lamar finally has the team he needs. And as much as I want to talk about the offense, I got to get some praise to his defense. They're a top three defense for a reason. Sure. And then when you're getting them, why I even bring the defense involved is because if you have a really good defense, that means you'll get the ball a lot. More opportunities, more opportunities, more three and outs. We get the ball again, again, again. And the way that the, the Ravens are winning on offense is they can do so many different things. They can run the ball with Lamar Jackson. They can throw the ball with Lamar Jackson. Everything you need, they can do. We just watched last game. They blew the guys out, right? And as much as I wanted to brag about Lamar, I couldn't really do it because they ran the ball so well. Yeah. They're winning. They're finding ways to win in different ways, and I love that about this Ravens offense. So... We watched this game this weekend. I'm telling you right now, Lamar Jackson's going to show up. But here's the problem, Shady. As great as the Ravens' offense is playing, and they are playing great, I haven't heard enough from you about this Cleveland Browns defense. They nice. Because Miles nice. Garrett is a front runner as it stands right now for defensive player of the year. Y'all have seen him play. He's hurtling people on field goal. He's blocking uh, kicks. He's getting three and a half sacks in different games. He's single-handedly winning games. Look no further than the Indianapolis Colts game. Miles Garrett and this defense, TJ, Miles Garrett and this defense, Joy, they have been absolutely phenomenal. I actually have more faith in the Browns defense. Mm. It's not to say that they will win the game, but it is to say that at a minimum, they will do a great job containing Lamar Jackson. Remember, last time they met each other 
The Ravens offense had 296 yards. 296 yeah. yards. Yeah. Not a lot of yards. 28 points, but don't just look at the score. I rewatched the game this morning. 14 of those points came off turnovers. The quarterback was Dorian Thompson Robinson, a fifth-round pick out of UCLA. He wasn't even elite in college. Let's not get it twisted. So when I'm thinking about it, TJ and Joy, I actually have more faith in the Browns' defense. TJ, where do you stand? I got to roll with Lamar because roll he's been consistently great since he stepped into the league. And football's a complimentary sport. And, yeah, the Browns have a great defense, but the Ravens' defense is so good that they are going to keep Lamar in the game, number one in points allowed in the league defensively. And so as bad as you want to say Cleveland's defense, oh, they, they dominate. They do. When you look at Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith on the edge, the, what Jim Swartz has brought to that defense, I don't know what he's done, but Joe Woods last year – it makes him look like, what were you doing as a coach? Because this defense really is what you said. They're basically impenetrable. You can't, it's hard to get yards, but Lamar is just playing at a different level this year. And they can run the ball, they can pass the ball. But more than anything else, if he's not playing well, like you spoke of in the first week, the first time they played, yeah, Lamar had a good game, but it was, he had two rushing touchdowns, two pass touchdowns. But his defense won him the game. Correct. And so... Their defense is good enough, whereas Cleveland's offense, mm, good point. they got to bring something to the party. Yeah, yeah I, have to go with, I have to go with Lamar Jackson. And we haven't really talked about him in the MVP conversation yet. We've thrown a lot of names out there. A few of us picked him to win MVP this year. Right. It wasn't right. me. I think it was Shady. I picked him. I think it was Emmanuel. I picked him. I picked him. Yeah. He's in that conversation as well, the way that he's playing right now and the way that this team is playing. I hear you on the Browns' defense, and they probably deserve more credit than we're all giving them. But you said uh, unstoppable object. What's the phrase? I'm going to butcher it. Immovable. Unstoppable unstoppable force. force, Immovable object. I'm going to go with the unanimous MVP in this situation. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson because of the level that he's playing at and because of what Shady said. They can win in different ways. This defense is going to try and take something away. But what Lamar and the Ravens have been able to do offensively this year is if something's not working, you do the other thing. That's right. And they're capable of doing that at a high level. So if I have to choose, I'm going to go with Lamar. And we're talking about they're they're at home. Uh, One thing about the the Ravens is they they win a lot of games on the road. They, they, They got a home for a little bit. So you won't see that crowd getting the, 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 the Baltimore fans. Like, that's something they've been missing because they they've been on the road for so much. So now you bring these guys home. And another thing that we're not talking about is, well, Lamar Jackson, like, even though they beat the Browns earlier in the year, I think right now they're, they're really clicking. They're really no gelling. No doubt. Right? Because, like, people forget this is still a new offense for real. Mm-hmm. This is Lamar's first year in this offense. And, the, and all the new pieces. You, you talk about the Zay Flowers, the Odell Beckhams, right? Uh, Rashad Batemans. Like, these guys, some are injury and some's new to the team. So now we get to this point of the, of the season where, all right, we're getting late, later and later and later, you get more comfortable with the offense. Okay, Todd Monk in the office coordinator, he likes to call these plays. Okay, Lamar in the red zone, he likes to run these plays. So now they're knowing each other. So now you, you, you get all that going on, and you about to play a good defense? I got to go with the Ravens. Here's what's interesting. They clicking though. right now, Acho. On the flip side, though, big dog, the first time that the Browns saw the Ravens mm-hmm. was the first time that the Browns saw the Ravens. Okay. And so that was the first time they were seeing the Todd Munkin offense. I'm thinking now this Cleveland Browns defense, it just matches up really, really well. Now, it does match up, It though. matches yeah, it up does match really up. well. It does match up. Newsom at corner, yep. Del Pitt at safety coverage-wise, uh, Denzel Ward. Yeah, yep. It matches up well, but who we have? haven't talked about yet, surprisingly, Deshaun Watson. 
$230 million quarterback America leading the Cleveland Browns, and we've yet to mention his name. It is really a case of go- a Casper, if you will, because Deshaun Watson has been a ghost as it pertains to his play. Joy, what kind of statement, or at least does Deshaun Watson need to make a statement game? Does he need a statement game? Yes, he's never had a 300-yard passing game as a Brown. And it's weird because they're, they're winning. They're 5-3. and three, Yep. And they're, he's winning. They're 4-1 four four and one one. when he plays. Yep. But it's been, as you said, very quiet. We expected him to come in this year and play at a very high level. Well, they're winning games, so you can't really be mad at that. But we all know if we expect this Browns team to contend in the postseason, he's going to have to be a big part of the reason why they are winning. Mm -hmm. They're going to go up against these tough opponents, and he's going to have to show up. And he just, he really hasn't yet. He has, in his 11 starts, he has three games with multiple multiple passing touchdowns and no interceptions. Now, the Browns are 3-0 in those games, but he has to make a statement it's it's time not just for morale or you know just to to put them on a, on a path of winning like I said they are winning but if we're going to really consider them to be contenders outside of what their defense has been doing over the past few weeks and and playing at the level that they're playing he needs to be a part of that we know that the the league skews offense yep. the best player the player that's paid the paid $230 million is going to have to have one of those performances not just to justify that but to actually win them big time games Deshaun Watson needs to make a statement. This is why he was brought to Cleveland for games like this. Mm. Like, you give a man $230 million, he's giving you 180 yards per game passing, and you spoke he's 4-1 and one as a starter. That one loss was earlier to the Steelers when, in essence, he gave that game to the Steelers. Yes, the did. defense played great. Deshaun Watson gave that game to he, in essence, could be undefeated this season as a starter. And so for Deshaun Watson... Whether he gets back what he was in Houston, he needs to come close to that. If he's not close to that, the Browns don't have a chance. I don't care how good your defense is. He needs to play his part. And you can't win in spite of him. You need to win because of him. And so if they can do that, now the Cleveland Browns are a complete team. But the fact that 32nd in the league in passing, Deshaun Watson is 32nd. Mm. That's last. And so your paycheck is saying you should be somewhere in the top, but your production has you at the bottom. You know what's funny about this whole situation, this topic, is when we were going through like the the, the pre-show meetings and we were talking about this topic of Lamar Jackson versus the Cleveland Browns defense. And I'm saying like, how we got two quarterbacks that's $200 million worth of contracts and we're not talking about that? Right. Deshaun Watson has to make a statement. If it's not gonna be, if it's not gonna be this game, what's it gonna be? Because this team is winning, all right. And I, I don't want to say that it's because of him, because it's not. And I, I think Deshaun Watson, them days is gone. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Whoa, 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 yeah, I'm saying, look, it's over. You're not just gonna slide that statement Listen, in the show. You know what? What because you mean? Last what year, you mean? I'm about to tell you. Last year, I was defending like, you know what? Hey, he hasn't had a full season. He's been away from football for so long. Give a guy some grace period. Hey, we know who Deshaun Watson is. Then I start watching him a little bit more. Got a whole offseason, get a whole training camp, you got everything you need. Got weapons and all that, right? Then we get to this point, where is he at? Even before he got hurt, some of that stuff was embarrassing when he was playing. And I can't sit here and just watch that. So when you ask me these questions about Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson, it's crazy that not, we're not having a conversation about them competing against each other. Right. Josh Allen just played Joe Burrow. We talked about that. We couldn't wait to talk about it. With big quarterback matchups, that's something that we, the NFL lives on. 
And Deshaun Watson is not holding this part of the, the agreement up. He's not. You got all that money. We can't see it. So when you ask me about the Browns playing the, the Ravens, we not talking about the quarterbacks? I can't, I can't watch that and not speak on it. He needs to be better. We can't because there's no comparison to Lamar Jackson and Deshaun not, Watson. Nah, if, this was five, if this was five years ago, we'd have been talking about this. Of course. Right now, it's just like, oh, is he playing or not playing? Because it don't even matter. I think his team is playing like, well, look, if he's in there, cool. If he's not, cool. Because they've been winning without him. And when he has been playing, hasn't looked great on offense. Nah. When they so, play games like this, yeah. they can't win. If he doesn't hold up his end of the bar, they can't win. You I, can't beat a Ravens team without Deshaun Watson. I think well. Deshaun Watson needs one of those. This is why you we brought you here games. Yes. Remember Derek Carr, even week one, Derek Carr, Saints were playing the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Saints were up 16 to 15, a minute, 55 seconds left. It's third and six. Oh, Derek he throws, Carr, yeah. he throws a bomb to uh, Rashid. Yeah, He throws a bomb and it was like, oh. That's why we brought you here. Remember Matthew Stafford versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cooper Cup, the log route for the love of the game. You're not even supposed to get the ball on this joint. It's end of the game. You got to have it. Cooper Cup not even supposed to get the ball, but Matthew Stafford realizes versus zero coverage, this is when we can actually throw it to you. Bucks ran zero coverage. Matthew Stafford, oh, right, Cooper right, yeah, Cup, yes, yep, they end yep. up going to the Super Bowl. Oh, this is why we brought you here instead of Jared Goff. I think Deshaun Watson needs a this is why we brought you here game. Come and see. Well, you know what? Forget the game. I'm going to say that. Forget the game. I need to see a moment. Some, some flashes, something. I haven't seen nothing close to the old Deshaun Watson. You asked for a game. That's asking for too much. You know what I'm saying? You asked for too much. Give me a moment. Give me a drive. Give me a moment in the game. But he's, he's giving you, he's giving you he, two good games. Nah, I mean, hey, and you want this moment. <laughs> Against the number one defense in points allowed. Yeah. Right. Come on now. You Come want on this now. moment against now. the number yeah, one defense in points allowed against the Ravens. I'm not counting them, them, them little scrambles he got. I ain't counting on that. <laughs> I don't even see the oldest Sean Watson. Put the team on your back. Put the team on your back. True, true, true. It's you just, got 230 million reasons why you put the team on your back. <laughs> and if not, I'm going to give you 230 reasons why he shouldn't be there no more. I'm going to go and say it like that. Yeah, it's time. It is time for Deshaun to show up. Well, you know, LeBron James, he tries to put the team on his back, but it hasn't helped him happen thus far, and it didn't happen last night. Straight Lakers goals. got blown out by the Rockets. Off to a 3-5 and five start. The Lakers are struggling. But what in the world is wrong with the Lakers? And I will tell you why this is a waste of LeBron James' season. Next on Speed. Remember, check us out every day. Fox Sports Channel. Serious. Hoodie and Sweats. That's his new name. Tomorrow, we celebrate all our nation's heroes for our Speak Veterans Day special. We have an amazing show planned featuring shout-outs from troops all over the world. Celebrate with us all day here on FS1. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for that. All right, let's get to the NBA. There is drama brewing for the superstar LeBron James and his team. The Lakers got blown out by the Rockets yesterday. Yes, blown out by Dylan Brooks and the Houston Rockets. Lakers now off to a 3-5 start. Now, LeBron did what he could in the 27 minutes that he was on the court, but the 27 minutes and the 18 points, they were not enough. LeBron said, quote, you can't build cohesion if we don't have our unit. Close quote. Joy, I said it too weeks ago. After the Lakers' very first game, I said, there is problems with the Los Angeles Lakers roster. And the reason is, okay, AD didn't play. I get it. AD didn't play. Acho, calm down. But AD misses on average 35 games a year. So he's going to miss a little over one-third of the games. LeBron James misses on average 28 games a year outside of the COVID year. So between AD and LeBron James, you're missing roughly 60 games. So y'all can't tell me the Stars didn't play. Furthermore, if you watched the totality of the NBA yesterday, Jamal Murray didn't play for the Nuggets. He didn't. 
They still and the Nuggets won. still, they still, they still beat the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Draymond Green, GP2, they didn't play for the Warriors, and the Warriors still stayed competitive against game. the Nuggets. Yeah. But AD don't play TJ, and all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, y'all getting blown out by the Rockets? George Taylor, AD don't play, and now LeBron James, you can't even stay competitive enough to play meaningful minutes in the fourth quarter? It's not making sense to me. I am incredibly concerned about this Lakers 3-5 and five start because the Lakers are wasting a season. For LeBron James, you're wasting a season. LeBron James is not just doing cardio, but yesterday all he did was cardio. 2-5, all he did was 27 minutes of conditioning. He might as well just ran some half-gassers because that's all he was getting out of that performance yesterday. So Mm -hmm. as I see it, I am concerned, Joy, because you're wasting time. You're wasting time. You're not competing with the Denver Nuggets or anybody legitimate in the West playing like this. But you tell me, how concerned are you of the Lakers' 3-5 and start? I'm not concerned. Where did the Lakers finish last year? Western Conference Finals. Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. What did they start last year? Two and ten. Slow start. Slow start. Slow start. Mm-hmm. Figured it out. They turned it around. It's way too early in the season to determine that this is a wasted season for LeBron James. Last year was a wasted season for LeBron James only because the standard for LeBron James is winning championships. No doubt. But getting to the Western Conference Finals is still overall pretty a pretty successful season. It means you were the second best team in the West. Everyone argue amongst yourselves about who you feel was the second best team in the West. The facts are it was the Lakers and the Nuggets, and then the Nuggets went to the championship. So if you're arguing that they can't compete with the Nuggets right now, I would agree. They can't. It doesn't look like most people can compete with the Nuggets right now. They look pretty, 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 pretty good. They have to get it together. I agree. They have to right the ship. But a lot of this, as it always has been, is going to be contingent on Anthony Davis's health. And, yes, they've always been a top-heavy team. They were a top-heavy team last year. Anthony Davis, if you remember was the one that carried them through the stretch when LeBron was out at the end of the season, that put them in the position to go to the Western Conference Finals. It's always been contingent on, is Anthony Davis going to be consistently healthy? This is not a good sign that he's out at the beginning of the season, but a slow start for this Lakers team, has we've seen it before. It's not ideal, but what's more concerning is how they start slowly in games. They are the worst first quarter team in the NBA through their first seven games. Mm -hmm. They've got to fix that. You can't fall behind then the whole game. You're scraping to get back in it. That is the problem that I feel they need to fix more immediately. Here's what I'm even more concerned about, TJ. I know you are a Lakers fan. Yeah. yeah. So let me talk to your heart for a second. Um, if, if we're concerned about Anthony Davis's health, y'all want to know what a depreciating asset is? Health for athletes, because as you get older, it gets worse. So if we're already concerned about Anthony Davis's health, and we have been when he was 27, and when he was 28, and he was 29, well, now he's 30. You don't get healthier as you get older, not in pro sports. So, TJ, you got to tell me why you're not concerned, because I am concerned. Do you have a reason, or how concerned are you? Oh, I'm concerned. And (laughs) I'm going to speak in wheeze like I'm on the team, even though we know I'm not. Let's go to last night's game. The closest that game was when it was (laughs) 0-0. Like, we got blown out from the get-go. First quarter, it was a blowout. And we're playing the Houston Rockets. No addition. Bunch of young guys. We should not be getting blown out by the Houston Rockets right away. I mean, I turn the game on. I'm like, what? First quarter. We couldn't play no defense. We don't rebound. We got out rebounded 57 to 34. That's all desire, want to, effort. Like, box somebody out, grab a rebound. Y'all in the NBA, 57 to 34 in rebounds last night? Hmm. And, and so, to me, that's an effort thing. That's want to, and you can't just rely on LeBron James. When Anthony Davis is out, somebody should be like, okay, this is my chance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get more minutes. This is my chance right oh, here. Yeah. And you got to have some sense of pride 
like the Lakers are last in second chance points. You, you're not getting rebounds on the offensive end, and you're not even getting them on the defensive end. And, and so they got to figure this out because, yeah, they started 2-10 and 10 and they recovered last year in the play-in game. You don't want to do that two years in a row. No. It's, it's too stressful to start at the bottom and always trying to dig yourself out of a hole. And so I thought this year would be different. And thus far, it really is more of the same. And so if LeBron and AD are going to miss the games, as you said, almost 60 per season, on paper, we're supposed to be better than what we were last year. And it's not showing. Yeah, I- I'm going to say that it's... Relax a little bit, right? Okay. Aaron well, Rodgers, relax, relax. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers, if I just recall, recall last year, right, not even at the beginning of the season, but going into to the deadline, trade deadline. Yep. Like, what, what moves were we going to make? Because they were bad, right? And as soon as they made the moves they made, they instantly got better and better and better, mm-hmm. right? And then they, they wound up being in the Western Conference Finals. It's only been eight games, guys. Sure. And as much as we talk about AD being hurt, and, and listen, I hate when he's not on the court playing because I feel bad for LeBron James. The guy that's 38, 39 years old. Got to go out there and play every game, give all he got while the young boys is hurt and not playing. So I do feel bad for him, but it's too early. If we look at this, the guys that was hurt. So when we watched Prince the first game of the mm-hmm. season, we like, man. He could go. He's pretty, pretty good. He could How go. more? He's been hurt. They got guys that's been hurt. And, and, and we think about what the Lakers will be like when everybody is in full strength, full roster. So before we start really, like, judging them and seeing what they are, let's just wait a second and let's see what they kind of give us. Even guy like Vanderbilt, where I don't see that type of um, player on a team that's hustling for rebounds, a, a, a defensive stopper, right? Um, the energy guy you need. Everybody has an energy guy, right? He might of not be course, the most talented, but the guy that he's going to nag you the whole way up the court. He's going to die for loose balls. They don't have that. I think when they get Vanderbilt back in the lineup, he'll be doing it. So as far as us being concerned about him, it's only eight games, man. Let's let this thing ride out a little bit. I got two issues. Here's my first issue. The players that you named are not difference makers. You, you're like, am I supposed to get hype over Vanderbilt? I love what but Vanderbilt they, did defensively. Am I supposed to get a hype over Hachimura? Oh, oh, oh. Hold on. So, so I don't want to break your whole take up, but let's talk about each individual. Sure. So Hachimura, he's had big sparks for the Lakers, sure. right? On defense and on offense. And then Vanderbilt, oh, my God. Defensively, you I like his with, Okay, like so, so don't things, even though they're not big splashes, they matter to the puzzle. It does, but he had to get pulled off the court last year in the playoffs because he had no offensive output. Here's my thought, though, is mm. at, at a minimum, Shady okay. and Joy, at okay. a minimum, this Lakers team is not good enough. I agree with you. Last year, they started 2-10, and 10, but they had to completely overhaul the roster. You had to get rid of Russell Westbrook. You had to bring in this dude. You had to bring in that dude, D'Lu, Hajimura, Vanderbilt. You had to do so much to overhaul the roster. This Lakers team is not good enough. Joy, I was at least hopeful that now you wouldn't have to do a complete roster overhaul. You bring in Vincent. You bring in Prince. You bring in uh, Cam, Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. He's okay. Like, I was thinking, oh, they won't have to do a complete roster overhaul. But now I'm looking at the, the, the games and I'm like, oh, this Lakers team is not good enough. And I am, I uniquely believe last year the Lakers weren't competitive. I don't think they were competitive. Just because they finished in second place, I don't think they were competitive. Now, the reason I think that is they got swept. They got swept. They but, got they, swept. But, they, but they did go, I mean, we can't act like, Playing in a Western Conference. It's a big deal. That's a, that's it's a big, big deal. deal. But the reason I don't think they're competitive is because there was such a great chasm between one and two. So because they got swept, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, they were there, but it ain't like they had a chance to win ever in time. So that's really, Joy, I guess why I am currently depressed about the Lakers season is because last year they got swept and they're not better. Well, they didn't get invited to the Western Conference Finals. No. 
Like, they, they beat the Warriors to get to the Western Conference Finals. Like, it was, it's, not, it's not an invitational. So they earned their way there. Yes, I agree they, they weren't in a position to compete with the Nuggets. I would yeah. agree with that. Neither is anybody else. But isn't that all that matters? You see what I'm saying? Like, yes, so what are we it, talking it, about? It is, all, it is all that matters. Especially but when you're the Lakers. Yes, and LeBron. it's a long LeBron. season. Yeah. It's a long season. Which means it could get worse. It might not say the same for everyone else either. There's a lot that happens throughout the course of a very long NBA season. No, I'm not arguing that this is like a good situation for the Lakers to be in. I agree with you. You don't want to be in the play-in game again. You don't want to start slow. You need to fix your, your first quarter woes, all of those things. You need to improve on effort and, and second chance points and rebounding. There's things to change. But for me to just panic and be like, this is it. This is it. Like, they have no shot in the postseason. That's what we said. And then they were in the Western Conference Finals. And whatever, whatever anyone feels about how competitive they were in there, I, I agree with you. But everyone else had a chance, just like the Lakers did, to get to the Western Conference Finals, and they were watching it at home. So to say that they weren't competitive, I, I, I just disagree. It's not, it, it was earned. It was not given to them. Nobody sat down and said, yeah, the Lake, we'd like to see the Lakers against the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. Thanks. And we were down 30 in. points last night to a young, huge 30 points. It's not great. <laughs> I'm not arguing wow. it's great. I'm just saying we knew what this, that this was the roster going into the season. So it, we knew that Anthony Davis was going to miss some time. I guess but we, where I would say the Lakers have been deceived, I can't say we, but where I would say the Lakers have been deceived is Austin Reeves. Yeah, he's not here. No, he right. hasn't they, played well. They, like, no. we, we, we were led to believe that Austin Reeves would, be, would ascend into a third-tier star. Those were the conversations yeah. that were being had. Now, TJ, if I'm being honest, the reason I didn't believe it, I'd heard this before. I'd read this book before. Because remember what they were saying about THT, Horton Tucker? Mm-hmm. Over LeBron James said, I'm telling you right now, they got the quote up here, I'm telling you right now, the kid is flat out special, mark my words. They said that about THT. I was at Sierra Canyon, I think two months after that, maybe three months after that quote, and I saw THT, LeBron James, Rich Paul, King, and I was like, oh, he might be him. He got traded like eight months later, maybe less. So I didn't buy all the Austin Reeves hype. I don't think the Lakers have enough guys in the building to compete. Well, I'll say this, because it is an early season so far, and I see teams like the Mavericks, they look really, really good right now. I think that's going to change. Right. So like, as much as we want to talk about the Lakers, you know, not looking good right now, it's so early when it's lots is looking really, really good. I think that that's going to change eventually. Let's give it some games. Right. It's been eight, less, at least 24 games. And we can start really pointing the finger about this going on because it's LeBron James and it's Anthony Davis. As much as I think that Anthony Davis needs to be tougher and, and more uh, alert of what's going on, because sometimes I think he's like out of it. Like, oh, my hand hurts. At this oh, point, my... he is who he is. Well, that's what I'm saying. At this but, point. But even him being hurt like that. He still led that team. I don't know if I'll say led. He still part of that team, a big role while they got to the Western Conference yeah, Finals. Yeah, no, he did but that here's, here's my, especially when LeBron was out. Can we have this question, though? Let's the conversation, rather. Let's have, this let's is have important it. Conversation. To me, for LeBron, what is getting to the Western Conference Finals? Like, we had a conversation, a really good conversation about LeBron James yesterday. TJ, you had it the day before when I wasn't here, about LeBron James saying, like, without the Miami Heat era, he, hadn't, he, he wasn't hadn't accomplished all that Okay, much. all right. Well, remember, before the Miami Heat era, he had gone to an NBA Finals in 2007. Yeah. He had plenty of matchups versus the Boston Celtics. We had seen him go far, but he hadn't won. What, to me, what's so, the Western Conference so, Finals? Let me tell you what. For LeBron James. Right, so, so that LeBron James back then, the, the super athletic and all that type of stuff, that was different. Mm-hmm. Every year, I knew he was going. Mm-hmm. On the East, yeah, he going to the Finals. He, you can't say that now. The West is way, way better. And, and LeBron is not the best player in the NBA like of he used course. to be. But, so what I'm saying is, yep. right, like... 
with anything. With age matters, right? Of course. Mother Nature matters. So what I'm saying is that him against the Western Conference Final is an opportunity now. Where back then before, we just knew he was going to fight. It's finals. an opportunity, but all I'm saying is it's not an accomplishment. Nobody's saying it's an accomplishment. But he's but, not the same but either, But he's not Rocho. the same player. Like, yeah. we, we hold LeBron to the standard of championships. The only sure. reason. But I think we can also be a little realistic about this right. Lakers team and where LeBron is. Like, if LeBron was that LeBron back then, we wouldn't even want to hear no excuses about right. how they're playing right, right now. Go, It don't matter who's out there with you. It's you're so, LeBron. So then have we lowered the standard to say, we'll get to the Western Conference Finals and we'll applaud you? Because I won't applaud LeBron for that because I don't think LeBron would applaud LeBron. Yeah, but I'm also, though, I function in reality. Like, yeah, like it's, of course. Yeah, like it's, of course, it's LeBron. I'm, so LeBron's not satisfied with Western Conference Finals. I can be satisfied with the Western Conference Final for LeBron, for LeBron though. The a only four, reason a forty-year-old LeBron is, is probably satisfied to, to, to get there, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah. We're back, I think when a young LeBron, the MVP type LeBron, them type LeBron, days like, yo, I'm going to the final. I'm gonna win something. Hey, when you're two and ten, and nobody believes you have a chance, and then you make it to the Western Conference Finals, that's why that's brought up. Right. It's because you start two and ten, you might not make the playoffs. You're in a play-in game. Oh, you made the Western Conference Finals. We didn't think you could even get into That's the... That's true. Yeah. That's why yeah. you bring up the Western Conference Finals because the way they started and nobody expected anything out of them. Yeah. Going into this season... We expected more. We expected, we expected more. more. Did you expect the Lakers to be in playing for a championship this year? I did. Absolutely. I did. I, truly I no did. longer do. Yes. Like, and the reason, remember, Joy, after they got swept, LeBron and AD, they talked privately in the locker room. They ended up talking about it. TJ, I'm sure you remember. And then they go up to the podium and they were like, hey, we got to get better. Like, we, 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 we got to get better. And well, it looks I was, as if they did. I was thinking to myself, okay, they got Gabe Vincent. You remember what Gabe Vincent was doing for Miami? Right. I was like, okay, wait, they got Reddish. Okay, they got Prince. Okay, Prince, game one, I think he had like 19 points. Yeah. Oh, Austin Reeves. Oh, well. Austin Jackson Reeves gave Hayes, a with his athleticism. I was like, oh, this is going to be it. Then they saw the Denver Nuggets, game one. I was like, oh. There's still a great chasm there. Now through nine games, the Denver Nuggets are eight and one. The Lakers are three and five. The Warriors are six and three. And I'm saying to myself, this Lakers team isn't better. Yeah, but, but okay. Like, I, I hear you. They made, they made some additions and made some adjustments. And they still have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And I expect them to be competitive this year. And, perhaps, and I wouldn't be surprised if they were in the championship. But to say, like, I expect them to be in the championship. Like, no. Yeah. I expect the Nuggets to be in the championship. And the reason, and the reason I, I expect the Suns to be in the championship. I expect the Warriors to be in the championship. I expect the Lakers to be in the championship. Like, the, 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 but there's levels to this. Like, I'm not surprised the Nuggets look the way they look. And the reason why I, I agree with her is just because, like, you keep talking about LeBron's legacy from back then. Yeah. And back then, not only was he, he was the best player in basketball. You, 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 and he's young. You gotta go to the finals. This is, if anything else is like, we not talking about. We talking about Kobe Bryant. We talking about MJ. Now that this dude is 40. Right? Or yep. almost 40. I hate to say, I don't call him, you know, put more age on his mind. But he's almost 40 years old. Yep. And his team is, is, is not super great. So for them to get to the, to the Western Conference Finals is, is a good thing. Question for you, Shady, because you are most fit to answer what I'm about to ask. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I view LeBron James, you don't view him as equal, but I view LeBron James in that upper echelon of can just drag anybody to anywhere like Tom Brady to some degree did. Tom Brady has six. Obviously, LeBron has four. Anytime, yeah, seven. Yeah. Oh, seven. That's my boy. Yeah, seven yeah, yeah. times. He's my well, boy, right? Any, anytime Tom Brady was on a team, I expected him to go to the Super Bowl. Nah. Same with Patrick Mahomes. No, you don't. I, I no, you did. Don't. I'm not saying you did. I'm saying I did. I know you didn't. The last couple of years with the Bucks, you didn't think he was going to no, no Super Bowls. Lady, I had to. 
because the first year with the Bucks, you went to the Super Bowl. The second year, the second year with the Bucks, I was still like, so when they were gone, when they was nine and eight, you thought they was gonna be good. Only, only, the only reason is because Tom Brady is there. Yeah, but like but, Tom but is you there. I don't buy that. That they didn't. No, I was, Man. I wasn't shocked. But I was like, be, I, here's what, here's the. You thought, wait, so wait, real, real quick, with yep. the Philadelphia Eagles, I didn't even do this, but with the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFL and the NFC. You telling me you thought Tom Brady was going to the Super Bowl when he was 9-8 and, and they played Dallas in the playoffs? At the beginning of the season. Remember, like, this is what we're talking about right now. When this season, the started, when the season started, thought when the season started. started. This year, the Lakers had a chance. The, of course. We, we got a chance. But why do they have a chance, though? How do they have a chance when they're not even the third best, the second best team in, a, in their conference? The Nuggets and the Suns easily you think is better, right? Here's, here's why. Because to Joy's point from 15 minutes ago, the Lakers finished. At a minimum, they finished. Like you said, argue okay, with your mama. At a minimum, they finished uh-huh. second in their conference. Okay. So we have to assume they're second or at worst third, if you want to go figuratively speaking. But, the, but then they got better. But the, but no, no, but, but, but the, once, once the Suns team was like, okay, this is what the Suns team's going to be. Once you knew the names ahead over there, we didn't think the Suns, I mean, we didn't think the Lakers were going to be better than the Suns, did we? I we did. had to. I did. You not being L.A. liking the Lakers. <laughs> right? I did. And, and then you had to? We had to. Okay, but also, also even if you did think that, we're eight games into the season. Like, can we give it a little more time before we start saying this is all, this is all. Joy, how often do you see NBA championship caliber teams look like blown out by look like this? The Lakers it's fans or the new Cowboys fans in the We're not getting blown out by the Houston Rockets. Well, hold on, hold on. So, wait, wait. So, when you, when you heard, like, the little whispers and rumors of Bradley Bill, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant on the same team, you still thought the Lakers go to the finals? Yes. Who's stopping AD? That's what I thought. Who's going to guard AD? I got, I got that's nothing. What, that's Your what Honor, I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> that's what? what well, we are just getting Whoa. started. When we return, 49ers, Jags, the biggest game on the NFL slate this Sunday. Niners have lost three straight. Jags have won five straight. But the Niners desperately, desperately need a win. What in the world? happens with another loss is their season over wait till you hear those thoughts next on speed Family, we are in third and long. This is my favorite topic of the day because it's the most intriguing if you're an NFL fan. This is fascinating. Remember Kyle Shanahan and the Niners? They started off 5-0, but they've lost three straight. The Jags, meanwhile, have won five straight, both in America and in London. I mean, they're winning everywhere. They cannot lose. Jags are streaking hot, TJ. Niners, on the other hand, they are ice cold. Both teams are coming off of a bye week. TJ, break this down for me before I share my thought. The Niners, huge game. You lost three straight. Going up against the Jags, one of the best teams in football. Can the 49ers afford another loss? No, the Niners can't lose. They, they need to win this game for themselves, for their psyche, for how they feel about themselves in that locker room. You lose. The, going into the season, the Niners were a bona fide Super Bowl contender. You lose three games in a row. Brock Purdy isn't playing well in those three games. Now, if we want to give them an excuse, so to speak, okay, Debo got banged up, Trent Williams wasn't playing, but you lose three games in a row and you're the San Francisco 49ers, and defensively is where they've taken a step back. And you, how is that possible when you have Bosa, you trade for Randy Gregory, they should be better now because now they have Chase Young, but you, Hargrave, Kinlaw, you got all these guys up front. You're like, how are you losing games? It's because when you're playing from behind because his defense isn't as stout as it used to be, now Purdy has to do more, and he's trying to do too much. And so when you're Kyle Shanahan, how do you script this game? 
because you want to score and get ahead early. So now that Purdy isn't playing from behind because when he's playing from behind, he's showing. I don't know if he's that guy where we're playing from behind. He can limit his mistakes. And so the 49ers, number one, they need to start fast. But if they get behind, it should be how does is he going to run the ball? Is he going to let Purdy loose? But with Chase Young, Joey Bosa, Randy Gregory. Nick Bosa, yep. Uh, oh, I did say Joey. Nick Bosa, Armstead, Hargrave. Who has that defensive line in the league? Nobody has pass rushers where you get ahead, go get after the quarterback. So I, I expect the 49ers to win this game because they need it more than the uh, Jags need it. Yeah, they definitely do need it more. Uh, can they afford to lose? I'm going to say yes just because of the – NFC playoff picture right now. They have a little, a very small, and it's going to get significantly smaller, but a little bit of cushion because of how they started the season. It's not a must-win game. It's not the season isn't over. Where I would definitely agree with you is Psyche because you've made some adjustments now. You've had your bye week. You've had that, that reset, that woosah. Okay, let's all step away for a second, take a few days, figure out what's going wrong, figure out what we're doing, what we need to do better. You're not going to get that again. It's over now. So if you come out of the buy looking exactly like you did before the buy, that is psychologically concerning. So, and they're going to make some other adjustments, which we're going to talk about in a second. But that, to me, is really what's, what's concerning. And this is a good team in Jacksonville. This is a, a good team that's playing really well and is on a winning streak. So if you can't go out here and make a statement against this team, a, and you are a contender for the Super Bowl, like you said, going into the season, psychologically it will hurt them. As far as them being able to bounce back for the rest of the season and make it to the playoffs, if they lose this game, I still believe they, they will be able to do that. Yeah. But you also don't want – things are already hot, right? It's already a little steamy in, in here. You don't want it to get worse, and it will get worse if you lose this game. Yeah, and they're at home, right? Correct? They're at home. I believe yeah, I think so. I will home, confirm. Right? I got to go with the Niners. You're at home. Um, you need this win just because you don't want to go on a four-game losing streak. You don't want to. You want to have that. You want to get back to being consistent. And I think having all your guys back. What I'm hearing is that all the guys will be back. Trent Williams will be back. Debo will be back. I think Chris McCaffrey is getting more healthier. So you need this game. You, you, you truly do because you're actually fighting for the, uh, not playoff, but the, um, to win your division right. with the Seahawks. Now it's a tie because they they win the tie because they beat the Seahawks. But it's neck and neck. You don't want to lose and then be looking at oh, how do we get back to get number one in our division. And another thing is being more consistent. I need to see the old 49ers, the DNA, the identity. Where are you guys at? You just talked about all them guys on defense. They didn't add it somebody else with Chase Young. Mm-hmm. So now when you look at this team, Brock Purdy has not been special the last three games. I will say that. That's cool, though, because he's not what makes the 49ers. Sure. What makes the 49ers is what we all used to talk about. Playing great defense. When you come to play the Niners, you got to worry about this defense. Up front rush, the linebackers, the secondary. They have it all. And I'm waiting to see it. When you, if the defense can take the pressure off of Brock Purdy and get back to playing 49er football, that's a winning formula for the Niners. It's been doing it for so many years. Shady, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Here's where I'm at is I don't think the Niners can afford to lose in large part because of what TJ and Joy are saying. But if the Niners were to lose, i got to adjust my expectations of who the Niners are. I also have to adjust the reality of who the Niners are. If you lose four straight games, you're not the same team we thought you were. For context, America, I was thinking about it this morning. I had to fact check with research. The Niners either lose and stay sorry or start sorry and get good and stay good. But the Niners never start good, get sorry, and get good again. That's not what they do. 
The Niners have never had a losing streak of three games after a winning streak of three games or more. Because once they figure it out, it's figured out. The reason I, I don't think they can afford to lose 2-5 is because the Niners are better than the Jags. So if they lose, then you're not actually better than the Jags. It wasn't a fluke. It's just, oh, you know what? You're not as good as we thought you were. And that's really where I am with it all is like, if they lose again, I'm thinking to myself, they're not as good. And the reason now I'm even more panicked, uh, TJ, I just read that Kyle Shanahan has made the switch that Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator, is now going to move from watching the game in the booth. So you know to watching the they game on feel the, field. the pressure. Not only does Shanahan feel the pressure, he's making everybody else feel the pressure. For Context America, if y'all don't know the ins and outs, defensive coordinators, you can either watch the game from the booth, you want to watch it from the box because you have a better vantage point, or you can watch it from the field because you have a better vantage point of your coaches, of your players. Now you're seeing the rise. When you make a change, moving Steve Wilkes to the field, it's saying, oh, we're panicked. Oh, we're panicked. We got to fix this. We got to fix something. I don't love it, but Shady, you played in the league for a long time. Do you think the Niners are panicking with the Steve Wilkes move? Yes, they are panicking. I hate it. I truly do. All this talk about Steve Wilkes, is he, is he good? Is he not good? Is this, that, and the third? Who cares about that? Go back to the basics, coach. Go back to the basics. If you want to be in the booth, the first five games, I didn't hear no whispers about nothing. Mm -mm. We all praised him, right? Where was he at? Mm -hmm. He went on the field. He's in the booth. Go back to that. Don't make these people change who you are. Are you talking right now to Shanahan or Wilkes? I'm talking to Wilkes. I'm talking it was to a Shanahan decision. Shanahan, the head man, told Wilkes, we want you, you on, on the, the field. field. It was not a Wilkes decision. I don't, I don't like that. And, and, and I don't know, you, I'll take your, your, your source. You no, it's not, it's, it's, this isn't oh, my oh, source. Oh, this, this is, is public, public. Oh, okay. I don't, like, I, I don't like that. Right? You, you said what? <laughs> I, I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. I don't, why? Right? Cal Shanahan, your office ain't been special lately. Mm -hmm. Last three games, your office ain't been good. Good? You losing the good teams, losing the bad teams. What are we talking about? Why are you making him change? We not making you change from the, the, the play calls, right? Because your office ain't looking good. You ain't going to booth from the field. Go back to the basics. I, I think when, when that's the problem with this with sports in general. Like when, when everything, when you're losing, things are going bad, it gets real bad now. Everybody's like, what do we do? We got to freak oh, out. Should, should we start the backup? Yeah. Uh, should we run the ball? <laughs> like, no, let's take a chill pill and relax and go back to what made you guys special. If you want to go back to the old tape of the defense, what defense ran better as far as blitzes or not blitzing, what coverage or what different coverage you was running, do things like that. When you start talking about changing if I should be in the booth or not, I hate that. Shady, let, let's, go, let, let's go back to when they played the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. And this dude called Cover Zero, what was it, eight seconds before halftime? 16 seconds before well, the like, cost. Cover Zero, the really? Like, it's terrible. terrible Just call. before halftime, you give up a touchdown when Addison takes the ball from a ward. And they're coming off of a bye week. Yep. And so when you come up, when you bye week, you self-scout. Okay. And so they had to look at some things. That defense last year with D'Amico Ryans, they want different. Dude, 30th ranked total defense on this losing streak. 30th? With the players that we just named? Yeah, you're right. How is this possible? So then what are you saying? You like the change? 100% you have to change. Don't change and keep getting the same results? You have to change. But you was, you was getting the results week five from one to and, five, though. And then once you start making he those was calls, in, he, once you start making those calls before halftime, yeah, we got to change. I hear it. That's I, a bad yeah. call. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in between. I hear what Shady's saying because I'm with you. We weren't saying nothing, not one peep. It, being in the booth didn't At matter. All. But it's a different world now. You lost three games in a row, and you went into the bye week, and everybody is panicking because the expectations are so high for this team. So I don't know if it's actually going to make a difference or not. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think it will, but I kind of side on 
not continuing to do the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. When in, but it's, it, you could see it from either way. I, I really believe that. The first five games, it didn't matter. Oh. It didn't have anything to do with it. Now the world's changed and we have to change something, so maybe this will help. I, I don't know if it will or it won't. At the end of the day, though, I, I don't – I'm going to look at it the, almost how you're saying. After this game, what are the Niners really? Because we always talk about how the Niners don't need to rely on their quarterback. They don't really, anybody could play quarterback for Shanahan, right? And I've always pushed back on this. I've always pushed back on that fact. You do need a franchise quarterback. And maybe Brock Purdy is still. Maybe he is. We think that he is. He's had a streak and and moments where he's looked spectacular. And now he's struggling. He is a young quarterback. Maybe we give him that grace. But for how long? And how long is is that going to work if the defense isn't playing at a high level? Both sides of the ball have to complement each other. They do. And if you're you're a contending team, what? The offense has got to pick up when the defense is lagging. But but see, other teams I will agree with you on. But this is why I can't agree with the Niners because this is who they've been. And, and, and maybe they get a franchise quarterback to win a Super Bowl. I, I could agree with that. But to get there, you don't need that. And the Kyle Shanahan system, the way they built this thing, right, brick by brick the way they built it, is defense. Defense, defense, defense. Right? And anybody can play quarterback. And what's that got them? They got them to NFC championships. A couple times. A couple of times. Super Bowl, mm-hmm. it's got you there. Now, to win a championship, I think you need the, the franchise quarterback. But I'm just saying that the, the, for the foundation part of it. Shady, here's where I'm at, though, is the Niners' defense looks confused. Mm. And here's why they look confused. Because your defensive coordinator now is going to be on the field because y'all right. lost you in a row. But he was in the booth when y'all had won five in a row. Last game versus the Bengals, he blitzed 15% of the time. But his first... Stint to the defensive coordinator with the Carolina Panthers in 2017, he blitzed an NFL high 47% of the time. Round that up to 48% of the time. I believe it was 47.6. Against the Minnesota Vikings, he runs a zero blitz and gets burned by it, but he is a blitzing defensive coordinator. But Kyle Shanahan calls out the defensive coordinator, who's a blitzing defensive coordinator, for blitzing. Now Kyle Shanahan has told the defensive coordinator, hey, I want to coordinate the defense that you're coordinating because I don't want you up top. I want you down low. They are confused. You know, panic. But here's my question, though. Where's Kyle Shanahan in all of this? Mm. He's in the middle of it. That's the problem. Why are we talking about Steve Wilkes again? Like... You, if this is how you designed your defense, team, isn't I, I understand. Well. But if you, do, but neither is the offense. offense, and you're the head coach, but so you, it starts with you. you. you I understand that's the DNA, but this is the way that you, as you said, have built this team. You've chosen to build this team relying on your defensive oh. identity and not on a franchise quarterback. <laughs> and now, when you're non-franchise quarterback, which you've chosen to do, you've chosen to construct your team in a way where the quarterback doesn't matter. Your side of the ball is also struggling. So how, why is Steve Wilkes? the scapegoat in this situation. Here's the difference in my mind. Again, I might be biased because I know more about defense. I care more about defense. I play defense. If Fred Warner was out, the quarterback of the defense, or let's not do that. Let's say if Nick Bosa was out and Hufunga was out, then we'd be like, you know what? Um, and Niners defense are missing to pieces. Maybe they're missing to pieces. I'll get you going with this. Okay. So it's an excuse. It's not an excuse. It's a reality. See, at least if you're a Niners fan, you can say, Debo Samuel, he's been hurt. Right. Trent Williams, in my mind, is probably the best player on that team, sure. all players included. Sure. He's been hurt. Left tackle, most, second most important position on the football field. Yep. The Niners' defense, they have these same guys, and they've been playing bad. The offense, at least you've been missing. All, you've got yep. a Hall of Famer gone yep. and yep. an all, all program. So, so, banged up. so now, Trent, I don't, Trent practiced today. Debo might be back. They're back. You expect the offense to, to be better. Back the Hell yes. But I don't know if this is true, but I was told... This ain't Steve Wilkes' defense. He had to learn what D'Amico Ryan's taught in 
He had to learn the defense, not teach the too. defense his defense. So when you say he wants to blitz a lot, this ain't his defense. But, but, but he don't He's need learning to do somebody else's though. defense and trying to mesh it into his own. That, but here, here's my real issue is, Shanahan, you hired a person to coach. Let him coach. And if you don't like the person you hired to coach, fire him. But don't hire somebody to coach, then tell him how to coach. Because if you bring somebody in a position to do a job to five, you do plenty in real estate. If you hire a contractor, you have to let the contractor do construction, do the contracting work. You can't be like, hey, contractor, <laughs> so I want like, you to yeah, do X, Y, Z. I am going to check on them, though. I'm going to check on them. No doubt about it. But this is my thing. Like, even all that, I don't even mind all that. My, my thing is the question about the booth to the field. Yeah. I, I don't like that part because you asking somebody to, to, to do something they're not comfortable with. My thing is, if you have an issue with the way the game's been going lately, do something like, I don't know, uh, have a different clipboard, right? Some, do stuff like that. Change the way you've been dressing. Something like, but don't change what you've been doing for years. That's what he does. That's what he do. I don't like that part because we're not asking Cal Shanahan with the struggling office to change the way you call plays or change the way mm. you make. You know what I'm saying? I don't, mm -hmm. I don't like that part. Because now, one thing Andy Reid always taught us, that's why I love Andy, is he always gives you that football analogy and he always gives you that real life analogy. He's like, yo, I want all my players to go out there and let your personality show. I yes. want you to be who you, be are. Who you are. Every game, every, every, before every game, you know, you do like the, the prayer and all that, and he does a hype speech, you know, go out there and kick some butt and all that. And then he says this, all my players out here, I want y'all to go out here and let your personality show. Be disciplined, be smart, and be who you are. So whatever your coach is, your trainer is, yeah. your player, be who you are. That's yeah. why on, on Fox, I'm myself, baby. That's fact. <laughs> That's fact. And it works out for you. We ain't on no three-game losing streaks around here. Holla. Coming up, who is the best team in the NFL Eagles. right now? Eagles obviously are 8-1, but are they actually the best? It's time for the power rankings of the week. Come back, see where your favorite team stacks, where they rank. That's next on Speed. family it is time for a pick six got to figure out the best six teams in the national football league who's gone up who has gone down a lot has changed at a minimum you got some new teams in there at number six how about them cowboys now this is weird the cowboys lost and they move into the top six well when you face a really good team and you show yourself to be a really good team i gotta put some respect on your name dallas cowboys they have entered my top six once again they were there earlier on in the season at number five the jacksonville jags they're still in the top six although they dropped a couple spots only reason i had to drop them a couple spots they were on a bye week y'all know what it is out of sight out of mind well who is on my mind and in the mind of everybody in the nfl the number four team the cincinnati Bengals. not only have they won three straight games Think about who they beat. Seattle Seahawks, San Francisco 49ers. They beat some dogs en route to their four-game win streak. So, Niners, they're at number four. At number three, how about the Chiefs? They're up one spot, went to Germany. Big-time win over the Miami Dolphins. It was a convincing win. They never trailed the entirety of the game. At number two, the Ravens. You gotta put respect on the Ravens and what they're doing. Seven and two. That's one of the best starts in Lamar Jackson's illustrious career. A four-game win streak for the Ravens as well. And they blew out the Seahawks. They blew out the uh, Lions. That's why they are where they are. And at number one, it's real easy. The Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, is anybody better? Quite who, literally. Who? No. The Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, I, I you already knew what it was. <laughs> Eagles, the best team in all of the land. All right, when we return, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, who would you rather have? Defensive player of the year, front runner Miles Garrett, he gave an answer. We'll tell you if we agree with it. 
That's next on Speed. <laughs> That's what's special today. <laughs> I want one of my good friends. His name is Slim. You have a Slim? <laughs> you have Slim. When the Eagles win, Eagles show up on set. Come Let's on, get to first and ten. That's not the noise Eagles make. That's the noise oh, Eagles make. You see AJ right there? Let's go. Y'all, uh, y'all pillow talking too far. Oh, we, we got special. Oh, <laughs> oh, <hey>. oh. <laughs> you don't like certain words and certain teams? Me either. We don't say the D word on type of deck. One thing about Slim, he gonna let you know. If you say you one more word to Slim gone, about my Eagles, <laughs> and he gonna have something to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. Look at him in his face, y'all. Yeah. Who picked that picture? <laughs> <laughs> you be doing this? Hey, Who's doing I'm this? Innocent, Look, after Big Eagles wins, family, y'all notice how we get down. Slim will be joining us on set after every Big Eagles win. Well, speaking of the birds, or at least another bird, how about the Ravens? Because they have been atop the charts, thankfully, because of Lamar Jackson and his proficiency and efficiency at the quarterback position. But on the flip side, Joe Burrow is an absolute beast. These two quarterbacks have been the topic of discussion this week because Miles Garrett, who's in the same division, was asked to pick between Lamar and Burrow for the top QB in the AFC. And he said, quote, when Burrow's healthy, he's one of those guys that can light you up each and every night. Joe lights you up for 400, and few people in the league can do that in general. I'll take Joe right now as far as who has the nod over the other. Bring us on, Cam. Bring us on, man. I will preface my statement with this. I picked Lamar Jackson to win MVP this season, period. Enter, enter. I wholeheartedly agree with Miles Garrett. Joe Burrow, I would take him over Lamar Jackson. I love this discussion because both quarterbacks are great. But to me, Joe Burrow is on a different level than Lamar Jackson because when it comes to a different level, which is the playoffs, Joe Burrow takes his teams to different levels, which is the Super Bowl. They are not on the same level of quarterback play because Joe Burrow has taken his team Further, Lamar Jackson is an incredible winner, one of the greatest winners in the regular season in his career, second to only Patrick Mahomes. However, you make a mark of your career in the postseason. Mm -hmm. And Joe Burrow, though he has played less years than Lamar Jackson, has more postseason wins than Lamar Jackson, and it's not really all that close, America. Joe Burrow, an absolute dog. He's different. He's one of them dudes. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. That's how I look at it. TJ, where do you stand? Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson? Who you taking right now? I'm taking Joe Burrow. And you know what's crazy? I'm The fact that Miles Garrett took Joe Burrow and he got to play the Ravens this week. That's oh. how you know he don't care. You about to play Lamar Jackson and you're going to tell Lamar Jackson, I'm going to take Joe Burrow over you. But he's right. I'm taking the receivers from the Ravens. They would take Joe Burrow. Mm. They would they would want Joe Burrow to be their quarterback over Lamar. And that's just what it what you said. Joe Burrow is coming to the league and it's like I was one guy. Man, if you See, you might not want to play with since if Carson couldn't get the Bengals where they want to go, you're not going to do that, Joe. I told him this. And Joe Burrow is taking the Bengals to heights they've never seen in 25, 30 years. Joe Burrow, he's just that good of a quarterback. He comes to the league since 2020. His receivers 28 times have had 100 yards receiving. And that same span, Lamar Jackson, 17. And, and so it's no shame and Miles Garrett saying that, I'm just surprised that this week you play Lamar Jackson, you say Joe Burrow, but OBJ, Zay Flowers, Bateman, Andrews, they take Joe Burrow also.
Mm. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm choosing between a unanimous MVP who has won 12 of his last 15 starts over Joe Burrow, who took the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl. True. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's the definition of splitting hairs. They're two of the best quarterbacks in the league. On any given Sunday, they can be the best and beat you. And head-to-head, we get to see that as well. Uh, who you're taking right now, I'm going to argue with you about Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. I've loved Joe Burrow since, since he came out of LSU. I, I thought he would be every bit of what he has been in the league. And he has exceeded my expectations. He's incredible. Lamar Jackson, this year, leads the NFL in completion percentage. He's beating Joe Burrow in passing and rushing yards per game. He's beating him in passing and rushing touchdowns. And he has a better passer rating than Joe Burrow right now. It's I, I, whatever you say, you're right and you're wrong. Like these are two, they're, they're so close in talent. Now, if you want to go to the postseason, and you know I love that, I agree. There's nothing to argue. Joe Burrow took his team to the Super Bowl. There, there really is nothing to discuss. Lamar Jackson has more to prove in the postseason. But regular season and right now, they're essentially the same. They have different, different things that each of them are better at on any given day. Lamar Jackson is a winner. Not debatable. He is a winner during the regular season. I just told you. Do you consider Jalen Hurts to be a winner? Because he's the only one who has a better record over the last 15 games than, than Lamar Jackson. Jalen Hurts is 14-1, and he's 12-15. and 15. So, I don't know. Like, split the hair. Your turn. Your turn? I already went. That's Joe Burrow. I don't, I, I don't know if it's close. Um, oh. You don't know if it's close? You don't know if Lamar Jackson is close to Joe Burrow? No. But, again... It like overall in his career or or this season? I would say... It could be all. I would say both. Like, I would say if you go overall career, the thing that is best in Lamar's favor is a unanimous MVP. Like, unanimous MVP. That is incredible. But then I had to kick back and I really thought about it. Joe Burrow last season was just as impressive as Lamar's unanimous MVP season. Like, literally. I mean, we, like, we can't like statistics. Last that, season. That's, you can't compare statistical. statistical don't compare statistics. What right? I'm doing is, I'm, you can compare the tape, but I don't have time to watch all the tape with the fans right now. So all I'm simply saying is, if you just compare the numbers. Now, Lamar Jackson, he was so unique. That's yeah. why he won MVP. Well, well, like Russell Westbrook, when he won right, his so MVP, let me he was my, so unique. I'm going to give my tape. Well, I think if you're asking me right now, right, I'm taking Lamar Jackson. Because the question says right now. Sure. Right? And if we're going to, to I guess, career, you will go with Joe Burrow. I mean, what Joe Burrow has done for the Bengals is, is amazing, right? The stuff he's done, I love Joe Burrow. I, I think he's a hell of a player, and I think sometimes I get mixed up with, with styles, right? When we argue about Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's better than Josh Allen right now. I got to be honest and say it. But I like the style different. You, you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I like Lamar Jackson's style difference. difference. And another thing we're not talking about, since we're going to do this. Do it. I'm ready to do it. If you look at the players that Joe Burrow has to throw to, sure. to hand the ball off to, sure. If you look at the players that Lamar Jackson in his career had to throw the ball off to, had to hand the ball off to, it's a big difference. So when we look at the stats, one of my favorite players and good friends, Frank Gore, we always argue about running backs and players, and his, his first question is, man, Shady, who he have with him? Why does that matter, Frank? I see why that matters. Because when you look at Jamar Chase, we look at a T. Higgins, we look at Tyler Boyd, look at Joe Mixon. I mean, dang, I would love to have him too. We go to Lamar Jackson. Who's Lamar Jackson's best? Hey, oh, you know, Bateman oh, was drafted oh, higher oh, than T. Higgins. I don't care. I don't, I don't care Boyd. about. I don't care about when you was drafted. They drafted. Don't shop around ahead of me. You don't even know who that is no more. I do know. Well, what, I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if you ask Lamar, who's Lamar Jackson's best wide receiver he's ever had? No tight ends, a wide receiver, and don't say Odell Beckham. I'll say Hollywood. Hollywood Brown. Now, 
But he. Whoa, 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 Finish. See, this is the thing, though. You say that he Love makes a difference. Right now, I'm not taking out. I'm saying all this to not take nothing away from Joe Burrow. He's a bad man on any team. But the team he's playing for, sure. when I look to the left and I see Jamar Chase getting a lot of attention, oh, sure. my God. Cool. I'll go to the other side. T. Higgins. We seen him last night against, well, not last night, but the other night against the, the, the Bills. He was cooking them. Anything he wanted to do. So when I look at this, okay, now let's go to another guy like Lamar. Who's he had to do that with? Now it's looking better. But them dudes are still... They think that's good. The guys he got over there is really, 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 really good. I think that the quarterback matters. We had a guest on the show, A.J. Brown. We had him on the show on Monday. A.J. Brown's phenomenal wide receiver. Yes, he is. A.J. Brown went for 1,500 yards with the Eagles last year. Did he do that with the Tennessee Titans? Never. And no, people don't even consider Jalen Hurts to be that good at throwing the football. So all that being said, he still went for 1,500 yards with somebody who people don't consider to be that good throwing the football. Obviously, so, so, I think so people may, would be So maybe Jalen is better than that. Maybe I, Lamar I is actually better than that. Well, Wait, 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 I believe those receivers would have higher statistical outcomes this season. I also think last year Jamar Chase missed four games, and Joe Burrow went three and one during that four-game stretch without Jamar Chase. Mm -hmm. I believe if Joe Burrow had, if Lamar Jackson had T. Higgins, I don't think T. Higgins would be thought of like the T. Higgins being thought of in Cincinnati. That's tough to say that, I think if Joe Burrow, it is tough to say it. This is a hypothetical. But I'm just saying based upon the dudes that I watch, whether you knew him in college and you know him in the pros, I think if Joe Burrow had Hollywood Brown, I think Hollywood Brown would be thought of at a higher level than Hollywood Hollywood Brown doesn't start for the Bengals right now. If If you put him on that team, he don't even start. He would absolutely start. Where? <laughs> he would absolutely start. Like, it's a joke. Where are he going to start at? And I'll let you talk about it. I'm saying they'll either they'll change personnel groups. See, you, you, yeah, you say, okay. you say uh, that now because okay. of what we've seen from Hollywood. Hollywood, right. Brown's, you, be- Hollywood no. Brown's better than no, T. No, no, Higgins? No. What I'm saying is you say that now because he hasn't had the production of any of the receivers on the Bengals roster. That's why you say that. But part of that is because Lamar, he's coming to the league as a runner, learning to throw the ball more than he ran the ball. Mm. Joe Burrow is mm. a thrower of the receivers would prefer to play with Joe Burrow. Like, Bateman was drafted very high. T. Higgins was a second-round pick. Tyler Boyd was a third-round pick. Uh, why, are we, why are we talking about the draft picks? No, because, because that's, but your talent level was predicated, dictates where you were drafted. Yeah, but we know. We, 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 have, reality now. we have reality to function on, on now. Like, we know, we know what they are was, now. Like, we can talk about draft where you yeah. were drafted, and we can talk about hypotheticals, but why wouldn't we just use the information we actually have? Because the information we have has been dependent upon the quarterback position. So all these so guys at the Ravens draft, we just think they're bad. They can't play. None of these guys can play. None of them. Hold up. So y'all watch the same players I watch, right? I know, I, I did this before, I, I take about last year's receivers that, that his best receiver he had last year, which, do, do y'all know who that is? What when you when the Ravens was rolling last year, the best receiver they had? DuVernay was up there. Isaiah Likely was up there. Tight end. Robinson. Demarcus Robinson. Demarcus Robinson, was a, he was the one that was cooking the, the Bengals when they did the, the, uh, the, um, the slant and go. That was him, right? He was the, he was the main dude over sure. there. What are we talking about? I'm saying if Tyler, I would say Come this. On, I'm dog. saying if Tyler Boyd played for the Ravens, we wouldn't be talking about. I don't Tyler believe that because Tyler Boyd's good. He's always been good. I, and, I, and, I, and Hollywood Brown had always oh, been good too. Hollywood Brown had always been good too. Is he? Hollywood Brown. You said Hollywood college pros. Hollywood Brown had always been. So if we talk about the pros, you telling me Hollywood Brown can even we put him in the same conversation as the dudes in the Bengals? He's a thousand yard receiver. 
He's a thousand yarder. See, I don't know what you're trying to say. I'm, a, I'm wrapped up. If y'all tell me that Hollywood Brown would start for the Bengals, he would not start. He would not. He would ask for a trade. He would not start. He would not ask. So what I'm saying is, you, you take, for example, the third start, the third string wide receiver for the Bengals, Tyler Boyd, would be a number one for no. the Ravens. No, Tyler Boyd better know. Come on now. Oh, this one? Oh, what you mean? Yeah. He better than Zay Flowers right now? He's a rookie. He's still young. No, I'm he's just still, going off what still, you said. He's, he's still learning. <laughs> I'm going with somebody that's proven. Odell Beckham, I love Odell Beckham, but he's, I mean, his time is up. You can see what he looks like. Tyler Boyd without Joe yeah. Burrow, I think, would just be a, a, a 650-yard receiver. Six we'll never, and we'll never know because Joe we'll Burrow, when you look at his, we'll look at his squad he got, he got ballers in the backfield and all wide receivers. He helped make them ballers. Come on, man. You get Lamar Jackson. They were not ballers before yeah. Joe we're, we're Burrow showed up. That's not crazy, ball. though. That's a good conversation. All right, well, speaking of the Bengals, they got a big test ahead of them because C.J. Stroud and the Texans are rolling into town. C.J. Stroud had the best game of any quarterback all season this past weekend, and he's looking to upset the Bengals. Can he do it? That's next on Speed. Yo, y'all tell me that Brown is as good as T. Higgins, though? I think, I think Hollywood Brown. Right, right, Quan. He forgot. We're in our hurry-up offense, family. C.J. Stroud is coming off an unbelievable five-touchdown performance last week. But now he's facing the Red Hot Bengals team that's won four straight games. Bring us on camera. T.J., you know C.J. very, very well. C.J. Stroud, top pick in last year's draft. I said he had the best game of any quarterback all season. 470 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, and led a game-winning drive. He had 46 seconds, I believe, two timeouts to go 80 yards, and he did it. He's been phenomenal. But can he put the Bengals? fire out. Man, I love CJ and knowing personally, but nah, the Bengals need <laughs> the Bengals need this win in the worst way. And so CJ, I love you. You already know that, but it's gonna come to an end this weekend. Why you think so? The Bengals just have too much to play for. They they can't afford a loss. They they can't afford to lose with the AFC North playing the way they're playing. They can't afford it. Where are you at on this one, Joy? Can CJ put the fire out? I think it's possible the Bengals could lose this game. Uh, I mean, they're, they're rolling right now, and they look like the Bengals of old. But to your point, they have no room for error, and there's so much that can happen in the game. I, I, quiet as it's kept, not only was that the best performance by a quarterback, that was the best game, really. Like, that was an absolute thriller. And, and for him to be the one to do that and win mm-hmm. that game in that fashion was unbelievable. Uh, if they have another performance like that, who's to say? I mean, I'll, Baker Mayfield isn't Joe Burrow. Uh, we know that. But I, I would not be surprised. I would not be shocked. Well, you would be surprised. You would be surprised based off the way that they played last week? I would, only because the Bengals are. I mean, surprise Bengals is a big Niners. word. Like, you would be surprised if, if the, the Texans If won? the Texans beat the Bengals, I'd be, only because the Bengals are hot right now. I think the Bengals right now are, like, playing like They are, but they, all, they, all, they have no room for error. Mm-hmm. Like, they cannot lose games. I'd be surprised. Where you at, 2-5? Bengals-Texans. Because Texans, what you think? No, I, I think Joe Burrow, he, right now, he's playing like the old Joe Burrow we've seen. He's looking great. They're, they're, click, they're clicking again. He's the fireman. Can't put the fire off. You got the fireman. <laughs> Joe Burrow's the fireman. He's rolling. I, I don't think they can beat him. I like that. I don't think they, uh, I don't think they have a chance. I do like what C.J. Stroud's been doing. He's looking really, really great. He's becoming one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. But they're not going to beat the Bengals. Yeah, I think offensively, confidence is the up right now. Bengals. And the Bengals beat who they beat? They beat the Cardinals, then the Seahawks. And the Niners. And the Niners. Oh, and the Bills. They beat the Bills, yeah. Control that game. Like the the Texans, it was the best game of the weekend in my mind, but they did struggle with the Bucs. Call it what it is. And they lost to the Panthers 13 to 15 the week before. I think think the Bengals are better, of course. The Bengals are the better team. I'm going to pick the Bengals to win. 
I'm not. I'm not going that edgy. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just saying. You. You guys would be. You would be shocked. Shout out to Ryan. Though. He going back home. Yeah. He's from Ohio, right? Who? Or, or, no. See, he's from, like, he's from right down the street, oh, about okay, an hour. Okay. okay. I thought he was coming. The IE. He wouldn't like that. He's from the IE. He gonna let you know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Over the Ohio State. That's what I say. Go yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He, he got some people out there. You know what I'm saying? All right, family. When we return, Panthers are on the road tonight against the Bears in Checks Watch. Two hours and twenty minutes from now. What in the world do we need to see from number one overall pick, Bryce Young? It has not been good, but he is a number one overall pick. Can Bryce Young turn the corner tonight? Come back and find out. Speak. Speak. That's a fact. All right, family, we are in our two-minute drill and just two hours away from the Panthers versus the Bears. Woo, TJ, Joy, what y'all need to see from Bryce Young, man? It's been a long rookie season, a long one. Progress. Just, just some progress. They trade his best receiver, DJ Moore. They, I just need to see progress. Yeah, that. I mean, this is this is this has been a rough year. We're just we're gonna wait until next year to do some evaluation on this. But it, it would be nice for them to get a win tonight. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see some good moments. I want to see some good flashes. One thing my rookies, I never judge, but show me something to be. Encouraging for next year, yeah. right? Show me something. But you don't judge anybody, Shady, so of course you don't judge no, anybody. I, no, no, I, I just ball players. <laughs> oh, okay. <better. laughs> on the field, not off the field, no, no, on the field. Right? I got yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, I know you don't be judging. Yeah, I don't do all that judging stuff. But y'all got to see something. He's the first pick overall. Let me see something. Oh. It's, it's been bad, bad. Like, usually, like Shady said, Anthony Richardson, even in the four games that he played healthy, we saw, saw some flashes. C.J. Stroud just threw for 470 and five touchdowns, no picks. We see flashes. But with Bryce, I ain't even seen. That's just dark. It's just dark. I mean, it's the pitch of night. Anyway, family, appreciate y'all watching. You could be watching any show. You hung out with us all day. That's it for us. Race That's the Jay-Z line, isn't it? What's that? Anywhere in the world with you.